Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Today's episode is going to deal with one topic, one topic that I believe is critical to the health and welfare of each of us individually, but also to our organizations, whatever your organization may be. That topic is stress. What is it? Why is it important? What can we do about it? Where does it come from? All of those questions are something that I want to discuss at some length today. Studies and surveys are showing us unprecedented levels of stress in individuals and in the workplace. It's everywhere. And in many ways, it makes sense. We have been through a time of change that nobody saw coming. So what comes out of those types of dynamics? Well, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, worry, lack of trust so many different emotional drivers can create stress. Stress is cumulative. It builds up over time. And it may happen in such a subtle way that we don't see it happening or we don't feel it increasing in our lives. But bottom line, these emotional drivers, if they are unresolved, if they are left to their own devices, so to speak, it will create unreleased stress in our lives. Stress builds up. It can literally drain our focus, our time, our energy, probably our three most important assets that we have to bring to whatever effort we're undertaking. That's what stress does. And I've been through a recent period of stress myself, sold a house, moved to a new place, uh, lost a close loved one, stress builds up. And I realized there are times when you just need to disconnect or, or disengage from the normal or what may seem normal uh, to, to deal with those issues so that you can then refocus You can regain that energy, that focus, that time, and put it to better uses. Here's my observations. Stress is, as we've said, cumulative. It builds up over time. And I know I've repeated that, but the reason I'm repeating this is important. You have to pay attention to what's going on. Do you have a way to measure stress in your life? Do you have a way to release stress when it builds up? Do you have a way to understand what is the root cause behind stress? If you can identify the emotional drivers that create stress for you, you have an excellent opportunity to be able to release that stress in healthy ways. And I want to stress that, (laughs) no pun intended, healthy ways. There are so many people out in our world today 
who are trying to relieve their stress or find escape from their stress in unhealthy ways. And we all know what that looks like. It's addictions, it's escapism, it's it's loss of motivation, it's just, it's apathy. There are so many potential negative outcomes from unrelieved stress. Here's what I know, and I've seen it in myself and I see it in others. I see it in the work that we do every day. Higher levels of stress become a roadblock to accessing higher levels of cognitive thinking. What is that? Problem solving, innovation, creativity, uh, motivation, optimism. There are so many things that are negatively impacted by unresolved stress that, that no wonder we're having all these issues in the workplace. No wonder people are struggling right now. And we are just barely seeing the tip of the iceberg on the mental health outcomes that will come out of what we've all experienced in the last 18 months. The healthy organization is going to be the organization that focuses on providing their people a way to become more emotionally intelligent. And I will say this clearly. There is one skill set that stands head and shoulders above any other skill set when it comes to the needs in our workplaces, in our organizations, and even in our own lives right now. And that skill set is emotional intelligence. It is the best suited to deal with what we're dealing with right now. And I see it in those who are high-level practitioners of emotional intelligence. They're thriving in the current environment, but there's a lot of people who are not. And that's what I want to talk about today. So what's behind all of this? Well, obviously, we're in unprecedented times. Change is the only constant. Uh, The pandemic goes on. People are still struggling, trying to figure out, you know, what's the new reality look like. Uh, Many leaders that I talk to and deal with are trying to apply old models that have been successful in the past to the present reality. And the fact is they're just not going to work or they're not going to work very well. And that's creating additional stress. So stress is a cycle that feeds itself. And the more that people allow that to happen, the more that people get drugged down into this negative cycle where energy and time and focus, some of our most important assets are are used up in unproductive ways. Since April of this year, 2021, 10 million people have resigned from their jobs in the U.S. workforce. That is unprecedented. By the end of 2022, 50% of the U.S. workforce will have either changed jobs or will have seriously considered making a, a job change. Again, that is an environment that we have never been in before. And so 
that is creating a great deal of stress in the workplace. How do you retain good talent? What happens? Uh, Do you need to make a move? There are so many different aspects to this new environment, and people are looking for something very specific. They're, They're looking for more than what they've had in the past. The pandemic has brought a new perspective to the world, and it has given people time to reflect on what is really important to them. In the recent Gallup uh, State of the Global Workplace study that was released in July of this year, it stated in there that 57% of North American employees experience, quote, a lot of stress, unquote, every day. That's almost six out of 10 employees. So look around, look at your employees, look at yourself. If you're experiencing a lot of stress, if others are experiencing a lot of stress, remember what we talked about earlier. What does stress do? How does it drain energy and focus? How does it diminish collaboration, innovation? How does it diminish risk tolerance? Collaboration, risk tolerance, and innovation or imagination are the three things that are absolutely critical to an organization's growth and to individual growth. And if those things are being negatively impacted to a large degree, which they are, think about what that means. Engagement levels, employee engagement levels are dropping like a rock. And there's good reason for that. People are uncertain. Uh, It's very difficult for leaders right now to set the course to to give a clear, sure direction on where where we should go. And I'm telling the owners of businesses and leaders that I work with, focus on the short term right now. Sure, you have to have strategy. You have to think about the plan for next year. You have to come up with those things. Absolutely. You've got to have targets, KPIs, goals, all of that. But right now, If all you do is set some goals and tell people what they are, you're going to lose the battle because the battle is internal right now. It's inside of people and the companies that will win big, the organizations that will win big in the near future will be those that understand that and those that support their employees and support their people and support their leaders in equipping them to deal with the current reality. We are going to see a significant enhancement, or I should say increase, enhancement is definitely not the right word, in mental health issues over the next few years. The the impact of, of the pandemic will impact mental health for years to come. In many ways, It could very well be like the Great Depression was in the last century, something that that changed the perspective of a generation or two for the rest of their lives. That is huge, and that is something we have to be very cognizant of. Recently, Six Seconds, uh, the largest EQ organization in the world, uh, 
released a report that shows big declines in those three areas we talked about. Collaboration, risk tolerance, and imagination. And I'm going to share more on that report in a future episode. I think it's that important. And the hope here, and I do want to give you hope, the hope is there is a way to deal with this stuff. There is a way to help yourself and help others. And it's it's by understanding how the brain works, understanding the role of emotional intelligence in navigating emotions, in exercising optimism, in increasing uh, intrinsic motivation, in, in understanding the emotions that you and others are having and what they mean and how they impact behavior and decisions. Those are competencies of emotional intelligence that as people grow and learn those competencies and become stronger in them, they literally can become more resilient, more agile, more able to deal with the day-to-day pressures and stress. That's what we want to look toward. Isolation makes people less resilient and less able to collaborate. Well, guess what's happened with isolation? As of right now, about 66% of the people in the U.S. self-identify as feeling isolated. That's two-thirds of the population. That is absolutely huge. And that that is something we need to significantly address and, and quickly. Loneliness. We've seen an increase in loneliness, uh, across the board with people and loneliness leads to that feeling of isolation. Um, it's interesting, according to health affairs, this is June of 2020 that they put out a report in the first few months of the pandemic, loneliness increased by 20 to 30%. These are huge numbers. I don't want to downplay how important these numbers are. All of these things that we're talking about, add to stress levels. And as I've said, stress is cumulative and it may be so subtle that you don't realize the magnitude of the stress until it's too much. And when it gets to be too much, that's when bad things happen. So I don't want to leave you with no hope There really is hope, and actually there's a very bright future ahead for those who understand where we are, what we can do about it, and start to put in the practice of doing the right things, of supporting people the right way. This is not something, this is not a one-and-done solution. This is not, oh, we're going to do the flavor of the month kind of thing, and and it's going to fix everything. We are now on a journey. We've been on a journey the last 18 to 20 months. We've experienced something that has been life-changing. That's a part of our life journey. Now, can we add a new pathway, a new journey that leads us to a healthier, more balanced, uh, more optimistic place? And the way to do that, as we are starting to emerge 
from this pandemic and and the after effects of it, which will be with us a long time, uh, the question will always be for people, what's this new reality going to look like? People and organizations will be in what we call a post-traumatic environment, a post-traumatic stress environment. But out of that can come growth. It depends on your perspective and your focus. If you focus on the past, and I tell leaders all the time, if all you're doing is looking in the rear view mirror, which is a very small uh, view of things, and it's a backward looking view, you should look through the windshield. Look what's ahead of you. Look at the opportunities ahead of you. And there is hope in those opportunities. We are at a crossroad. There's no question about that. Will we recognize the need for post-traumatic support uh, for growth? Will we realize how important that is? Will we see people as the most important asset in our organization? Will we see our own emotional and mental health as one of the most important assets that we have as individuals? Um, or will we ignore it, hoping that things eventually, someday, will come back to some kind of normal? And the reality is, it's not. It will not go back to the way it was. People in organizations who want to thrive will actively recognize that there is a new reality that is continually changing, and they will invest in their people or you will invest in yourself. And that is where I want to give you hope today is there is a skill set. And I'm, I'm not a, a, a one pony show here. I use a lot of different assessments. I understand psychology from a lot of different perspectives. I understand how the brain works and neuroscience. All of that is in my background. But there is one skill set that stands above all others right now. And that is the skill set of emotional intelligence. That is the one that will help us become more resilient, become more uh, able to deal with the stress that comes our way, and really help us to circumvent the stress building up by dealing with the emotions in a productive and effective way as they come to us. You can't do away with emotions. As a matter of fact, if you do away with emotions, your decision-making is going to tank because how in the world will you make a good decision if you don't have feelings about which is the best option? Emotions are an integral part of making good decisions, of, of good health, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health. Emotions are a big part of all of those things. The solution for declining collaboration, risk tolerance, and imagination, the solution is healthy relationships. People are craving connection. People are craving authentic human contact. Not fake false stuff, but real human contact where they can relate to others, where they can be transparent with others. And there's a definite need and desire for a focus on that connection and that communication to be meaningful, to 
to add to someone's quality of life. And think about it for yourself. Who do you enjoy being around and why do you enjoy being around them? Probably because they bring something to you that that is positive, that uplifts you, that inspires you, that makes you feel good, or that you just enjoy being around. So as we think about where we go from here and the different possibilities, you know, what's the best way to support yourself and others in this new environment? It's equip yourself. It's become more resilient, more agile, more able to deal with things by enhancing a skill set that most people don't think that much about. And again, that's the emotional intelligence skill set. To become more aware of your emotions or their emotions and those of others. To better navigate the challenges and the opportunities ahead. To understand the importance of creating a culture of connection. And I'm going to stress that again. A culture of connection where people can engage with a greater purpose and where they can reignite their passion. Passion has tanked. Passion has gone downhill. We want to see passion reignited, but that's only going to happen when we bring together people around shared purpose, shared values, shared direction. And we don't have to be perfect in that. As a matter of fact, perfect is the enemy of good. We need to be good. And if we need to make adjustments, we can do that. The next two years are absolutely critical. People and organizations who will thrive will be those who recognize and invest in the one skill set ideally suited to succeed in the face of uncertainty and change. And that skill set is emotional intelligence. It's the science of success in life. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll join us for our next podcast and also check out our YouTube channel by the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for more detailed information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com. Until next time.